I trust all of you are praying about the upcoming election. You're praying for the nation. Amen. There's several debates that are, are coming up. There's one that's happened tonight. And I think that one way we can pray for the debates is what should come out and what needs to come out will come out. Amen. You know, a lot of uh, Americans are, are looking, they're seeking for answers. And I believe that the Spirit of God can help. Amen. I believe the Holy Spirit can help and is helping uh, people. Praise the Lord. All right. So really awesome. Uh, next week, we'll be having a uh, small group again. In the following week, we're having a Holy Ghost meeting with Mark Brzee on Wednesday night. Don't miss that. Amen. And uh, praise God. So tonight, now, we're going to talk on the law of sowing and reaping. The law of sowing and reaping. Now, the first point I want to make is this, is that everything starts with a seed. Every idea, every dream, every achievement, even this building in which we sit, it started with a seed. It started with a dream. It was kind of like, what if, you know, we were able to turn this movie theater into a place of worship? And look what happened as a result of the dream seeds and then people putting their hearts and their faith together. It's wonderful. You know, God created the world on the seed principle. In Genesis, you know, chapter 1, it says in verse 11, he said, let the land have seed-bearing plants and trees that bear fruit with seed in it according to their varieties, the seed time, the law of seed time and harvest. When God made man... Uh, the first thing that he gave him was dominion. We're talking about dominion on Sundays. But the second thing that he gave him was seed. Think about that. You cannot be beat in this life with the authority that you have as a believer and with the ability to sow seeds. You know, the whole kingdom of God operates on the seed time and harvest principle. Jesus said the sower sows the word. And he says, the kingdom of God is if, some, if a man should cast seed into the ground. Amen. Casting seed. The law of sowing and reaping. Perhaps you've heard the old cliche. Anyone can count the seeds in an apple, but only God knows the number of apples in a seed. How many of you have ever been up to see the redwoods before? Just huge mammoth, mammoth trees. And uh, you guys can go be seated if you want. That's that's good. Praise the Lord. But, uh, I mean, 380 foot tall. And some of those trees are wider than this building just about. It's amazing. It is amazing. But it all started in a seed. There's exponential power in a seed. You know, Job in chapter 8, verse 7 it says this, though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end shall greatly increase. I do not believe that we are at any time despise the day of small beginnings. Nor are we to despise the smallness of a seed. Because a seed in God's eyes has multiplying power. It has hundredfold power. It has thousandfold power. Can you say amen? So principle number one 
is that everything starts as a seed. Amen? Uh, a, a scripture that we could look at, and I'm just going to quote it for you, is Mark 4, 26, 29. He says, and he said, so is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground and he should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring and grow up. He doesn't know how, but the earth brings forth fruit of herself. First the blade, then the ear. After that, the full corn in the ear. But then he says, when the fruit is brought forth immediately, he putteth in the sickle because the harvest is come. Thank God for harvest time. So the second principle I want to talk to you about tonight, and, and all of our, our group leaders, I want to thank you again for investing your time and using your giftings to, to lead these discussion groups. It's really, really awesome. And so I appreciate so much. And, of course, all of you for coming. Praise the Lord. Secondly, nothing happens until a seed is planted. Okay? You know, this is around the time of the year where, you know, maybe, you know, you, you take your children or maybe your grandkids over to Half Moon Bay and they have pumpkins over there, right? Well, those pumpkins just didn't come on the scene automatically. They were, they had to sow the pumpkin seed into the ground. You know, imagine a farmer, you know, Brenda talks a lot about her childhood and her growing up. She grew up on a big farm down in Oklahoma. And what was the main crop that they, you had there? Wheat and cotton. I was out there. I actually uh, worked on the farm one day for a half hour. I, 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 was, I, was, I was dressed in overalls and everything. Man, they were making fun of this city boy, I'll tell you. Ricky and those guys, they had me in the barn. They were throwing me bales of hay, and I couldn't handle them. And they were just going boom, but I was gone. But, you know, I, I put on a little muscle since then. Thank you. But imagine a farmer, you know, imagine your dad, Brenda, buying seed and then just sitting in the farmhouse afraid to sow it. You know, that would be foolish. So the farmer with a barren field doesn't gripe, shouldn't complain, and pray to God, Lord God, do something. No, what has he got to do? He's got to start sowing some seed. If there's no sowing, there's no reaping. Is that right? And if there's no sowing and no reaping, there surely is not going to be a harvest. You know, many people think that, you know, they're waiting on God. Excuse me. They think that they're waiting on God uh, uh, for a job or for a mate or for some sort of a ship to come in. But the truth of the matter is they've never, never sent a ship out. You know, there's never been any, there's never been any action toward meeting someone. Or they're just saying, well, the Lord will provide, the Lord will provide, but You've got to go out and sow the seed of your actions and look for the J-O-B. And I think that's good enough preaching right there. Hallelujah. And so God is really waiting on you, and he's waiting on us to start planting seeds. Seeds of all kinds. You want to you reap some kindness in your life? How about sowing it? 
You want to reap some forgiveness in your life? How about sowing it? You want to reap some finance in your life? How about sowing it? You see, Jesus, uh, the Bible says in Galatians 6, 7, that whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Amen. And so God's waiting on us. And planting then, planting seeds is your action. It's an act of faith. Say it with me. My planting of my seed is an act of faith. God demonstrates this. The Father demonstrated this, did he not? In John chapter 12 and verse 24, Jesus said, Unless a grain of wheat is buried in the ground, it cannot reproduce. But if it dies, it will produce much fruit. Well, Jesus was that which was planted in the ground for us. He died, was buried, but he raised from the dead. And now he's bringing many sons unto glory. That's awesome. What a harvest on the seed of Jesus Christ. Amen? Say this to me. When I have a need, I'm going to plant a seed. I think uh, Jerry Savelle preached this years ago. It's kind of branded and in my heart. He said this. He said, we need to not be need-minded. We must be seed-minded. Amen? Less need-minded and more seed-minded. Amen? Now, the third principle that we're going to look at real quickly is this, is whatever I sow is what I'm going to reap. That is the law of reproduction. If a farmer plants a field with beans, what should he expect? Does he wonder, well, gosh, I planted beans, but I think I might get a watermelon. No, you'll see if, if you study uh, the book of beginnings, which is the book of Genesis, if you'll study that carefully, you'll see that this after its own kind, this phrase is used over and over again in the book of Genesis. Seed produces after its own kind. The seeds that we sow have the capacity and the ability to produce, amen, exactly what has been sown. And, and pull Galatians 6, 7 up. We want to look at that. Quoted it early, but uh, let's look at Galatians 6, 7. And how many of you know that sowing seed works both ways, positive and negative? You don't want negative things happen in your life? Don't sow negative things. Okay? Let's read it. Ready, read. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Whatever you dish out is what you're going to get back. On the positive side of life, you dish out kindness. You dish out love. You sow grace. You sow compliments. That's exactly what you're going to reap. That's why it's so important that we don't judge other people. You know, you may not have done half as good if you were in their shoes. You know, and, and there's a law of sowing and reaping. When we, when we judge other people, we put ourselves in a position to be judged. The good news is we can pray for crop failure. And crop failure sounds like this. If we judge ourselves, we'll not be judged. So it works on the positive side. But you, saw, you, you walk around as an angry person, angry at everybody, judgmental about everybody, criticizing everybody. 
Those are the wrong kinds of seeds. And whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. I believe we ought to be gracious men and women of God. Smiles on our face. Even when we don't, don't feel like smiling. Be gracious, be loving, be kind, be godlike. Hallelujah. In Proverbs uh, 26, 27, let me quote it to you, but you can pull it up there. In Proverbs 26, 27, it says, "Who He who digs a pit, what will happen? He'll fall right into it. And he who rolls a stone will have it roll back on him. Hosea chapter 10 and verse 13 says, You have planted wickedness, and now you have reaped evil. You have planted wickedness, and now you reap evil. You know, many people sow wild oats on Friday night, and they pray for crop failure on Sunday morning. Listen to these statements. I cannot. You cannot. We cannot sow irresponsibility and reap success. We cannot sow laziness and reap a reward. We cannot sow stinginess and reap a blessing. Think about Jacob. Did not Jacob, who was it? He cheated Esau out of his birthright. But later, his father-in-law cheated him. And who was that guy, Haman? That had a gallows all set up for, was it Mordecai? But Haman was hung on the very gallows that he set up for somebody else. Whatever a man sows. Remember that in your daily life. It is so important. Not just in the area of of giving money and, 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 and sowing your seed in that regard. That's important. But in the whole, your whole life is a seed. Your whole life is a seed. You know, this is a phrase that you've probably heard, but I'm going to repeat it. And that is this. Sow a thought and you'll reap an act. Sow an act and you'll reap a habit. Sow a habit and you'll reap a character. And sow a character and you'll reap a destiny. You sow a thought, you reap an act. An act, a habit. A habit, a character. And a character, you will reap a destiny. Okay? Now the next one and the last one, you know, we're only doing about, you know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes of teaching because we want you to take these and, and discuss them and, and talk about them and get into this. But the last one, and that we're going to do part two next week, the last one is this, about the law of sowing and reaping. Think about this for a moment. I am not the only sower. I am not the only sower. What do you mean by that? I mean this, that we can reap both good and bad from those who went before us. We can reap both good and bad from those who go before us. Everything has consequences. I want you to see this. It's very, very interesting. Your life and my life will affect and can affect future 
generations for good or for bad. Think about it just a minute with me. Some of you came out of alcoholic families. Some of you came out of abused families. Some of those things were, were sown in generations before you. And guess what? That very same thing is knocked on your door. But when you open the door to Jesus Christ, you close the door on the curse and you open the door on the blessing and you begin to change things right away. That's what I want to say about that. It doesn't matter what your background has been and what's been sown into your life from your family tree. You came to the real tree, the cross of Calvary, and the curse is ended. Now the blessing's on the scene for you. But you've got to recognize you cannot buy into a heart attack just because you come from a long line of people that had heart attacks. You can't buy into abuse just because you came from a long line of abuse. You've got to stop the curse right here, right now, with you. But then think about all the great seeds that have been sown. I stand on the shoulders of giants. I stand on the shoulders of people, men and women of God that have gone before me, that by the grace of God have paid such great prices for the gospel and the word to go forth. I have reaped so much from such great men and women of God. I'm a beneficiary of what's been sown in yesteryear and in yesterdecade. And you know what? So are you. When you drive home tonight, think about it. You're benefiting from someone building that road out there. We've got a lot to be thankful for. We're not the only sowers. And I think that one thing that we need to constantly remind ourselves of, that a spirit of thankfulness and thanksgiving is a seed that will keep you on the right road in your life. It's been tracked and it's, it's very easily understood why a lot of people start out right, but then they begin to miss the mark in ministry and in life. There's a spirit of unthankfulness about them. And then the next thing that follows that is people get into self-pity. Listen, no matter how bad things might get for you, you can always find something to be thankful for. Sow seeds of praise. Sow seeds of kindness. Sow seeds of life. And you will be a reaper. And be an example to your kids. Be an example to the people around you. And you can affect future generations to the God kind of life in you. Amen? Well, that's all I have.